While occasionally referencing real-life people and events, Heavyhead is a work of fiction that is not meant to be used as a diagnostic tool and contains adult language and situations. Listener discretion is advised. Kelly Austin is 34 years old. Born and raised in Portland, Oregon, Kelly now resides in Los Angeles, California with her husband, where she works as a screenwriter. Having lived with rapid mood swings most of her life, Kelly now finds gaining control of her emotional state more and more difficult. This is her story. Thursday, April 1st, 2021. Dear Diary, tomorrow is the day of our big dinner party. I've been preparing for this night for weeks. The guest list, the invitations, the menu, the seating, the tablecloths, the centerpieces, the china and cutlery, setting up orders and deliveries, buying enough alcohol, cleaning, finding the right dress, deciding on how to do my hair and makeup. There never seems to be enough hours in the day. I've practically worn a path from our home to the Beverly Center. Always running, running, running. I haven't slept in days. My ideas never end. It's like one long run-on sentence. Andrew has been of little use. What good would he be anyway? All he ever has to do is show up and look the part. I mean, he does look quite handsome in a suit. I'll give him that. My rugged knight in shining armor. He does work very hard for the two of us. God knows what I'd do without him. I'm not exactly the most sought-after writer these days. Not like I used to be. Is 34 too young to feel washed up? Some days I feel ancient. Andrew and I are in a strange place right now. He says I seem so far away sometimes. He thinks I talk too fast. 
He's always telling me to slow down. Doesn't he know how much I have to get done? Have I ever told him that? Anyway, there's still a number of things I have to do. I might even try and sneak in some sleep tonight. Baby, have you finished setting the table? Yeah, just about. Okay, I need to put the rest of the champagne on ice. The backup alcohol is in the downstairs fridge. I also need to wipe down the counters. The garbage needs to be taken out. The recycling has to be separated. The caterer will be here in half an hour, okay? The valet will be here in an hour. I have to shower and get ready. Um, I don't think- Baby, baby, slow down. You're talking too fast again. Just go upstairs and get ready. I'll take it from here. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Diane! Yay! You made it! Of course I made it. You know I wouldn't miss a fabulous Mr. and Mrs. Kelly Austin dinner party. Come in. I want to introduce you to some of my friends. Steve and Rob, this is Diane. Diane, Steve and Rob. Steve and Rob are licensed masseuses and run a yoga shop in the valley. Tim and Carol, this is my oldest friend, Diane. Diane, Tim and Carol. Tim is working on a novel and Carol is a visual artist. Amelia, have you met my friend, Diane? out of bed today? It doesn't appear so now, does it? I just thought you were going to try to get some writing done. I wasn't inspired. Well, uh, I guess you had a little inspiration, uh, at least enough to finish these bottles of wine. Oh, I, I meant to put those in the recycling bin. Uh, yeah, I just, I thought we talked about this. I mean, you need to be careful. You know how you get when you drink a little too much. I know. I know. You know I'm going out of town next week. You know The company needs me in Chicago for two weeks to prep the expansion project. Do I need to be worried about you? No. Look, I'm getting up now.
new message. Hi Kelly, it's Diane. Just checking in. Hadn't heard your voice in a few days. Call me back. You have one new message. Tuesday, June 8th. 2021, 8.23 a.m. New message. Hey, Kel. Still waiting to hear back from you. Are you getting my text? Give me a call when you can. You have one new message. Wednesday, June 9th, 2021, 1.43 p.m. New message. Kel, it's not like you to call me back. What's going on? You have two new messages. Thursday, June 10th, 6.42 a.m. New message. Look, I really don't appreciate you not calling or texting me back, okay? No, I'm getting worried. Thursday, June 10th, 2021, 12.01 p.m. New message. Fuck. I'm, I'm coming, coming home. home. I'm gonna get on the next flight to LA. Diane? What are you doing here? Kelly wasn't returning any of my calls. I was worried. I thought, wait, I thought you were out of town. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, she wasn't returning any of my calls either, so I, I came home. You don't think. Kelly? Kelly? Kelly, wh- what have you been doing? We, we've been calling you for days. What do you mean? You just left. It's been four days. I had to come home early. Did you turn your phone off? I forgot to take it with me. I've been in and out. Uh, yeah, I can see that. What is all this shit? I did a little shopping. (laughs) A little shopping? There's bags all over the place. Don't be so dramatic, Andrew. Besides, you never let me buy anything. We were worried about you. (laughs) What's there to worry about, darling? (laughs) Look, I wrote three screenplays while Andrew was away. And how many bottles of wine did it take you to write them? Diane, don't start on me, too. We talked about your drinking before I left. You said you had it under control. What's wrong with a little inspiration? Is that what you're calling this? (laughs) What, we're, we're doing cocaine again? Kelly, we're not in our 20s anymore. I had deadlines to meet this week. I need to stay awake and focus on my work. Okay, that, that's it. I'm calling my brother. He knows some good doctors. We're getting you in to see someone right away. Kelly, are you experiencing racing thoughts? Yes. Do you feel like you can work all day without needing to sleep? Yes. Do you have periods where you feel especially confident, like you're on top of the world? Every now and then, yeah. And how do the drugs and alcohol play into this? I take them to make sure I keep feeling good. What do you mean by feeling good? I'll have times when I'm feeling so good, and the drugs and alcohol make me feel even better. I see. Does your mood switch the other way? What do you mean? Coming out of these periods of elevated mood, do you experience an opposite depressed mood, loss of interest, feeling of hopelessness or emptiness? Yeah. 
Hmm. I think what we're dealing with here is bipolar one disorder. You must be joking. I'm not. I'm going to start you on a medication called Latuda. It is important that you always take the medication and do not stop without talking to me first. The greatest risk of relapse occurs when you stop taking your medication. You'd also do yourself a huge favor by trying to learn as much as you can about bipolar disorder. You're going to have to dramatically change the way you live your life. Maintaining a rigid schedule will be your best friend. That means maintaining the same sleep and wake cycle. You'll need to get up at the same time every morning and go to bed at the same time every night. You'll need to take your medicine as prescribed every day. I'll show you how to fill out mood charts so you can keep track of how you're feeling and learn what triggers your episodes. You'll need to fill these out every morning. It's best to abstain from drugs and alcohol. You'll need to maintain a good work-life balance and regular therapy appointments. The key here is consistency. July 17th, 2021. Dear Diary, it's been just over a month since Dr. Kranz diagnosed me as bipolar. And if I can be honest, I think he is full of shit. Alright, do my moods fluctuate? Yeah, whose doesn't? It doesn't mean I have a mental illness. Sure, things can get out of hand from time to time, but I'm sure my drinking and drug use didn't help that. It's just the drugs and the drinking. It's not my mental health. This diagnosis feels like a punishment because I work hard. What is wrong with blowing off a little steam every now and then? Guys do it all the time. It's not like I'm hurting anyone. I try to keep that regular schedule of sleep and filling out my mood charts that he gave me, but it is way too rigid. I feel constricted. I need some fun in my life, some spontaneity. I don't need a chore. And the medicine? Don't even get me started on that bullshit. The dead are more productive. Andrew wears this brave face, but he's worried. And he stopped being a husband and it started becoming a helicopter parent. I'm afraid he's just going to grow and resent me. Have you filled out your mood charts this morning? Not yet. Babe, we've been over this. You have to fill them out first thing every morning. Yelling at me like I'm a child doesn't help. I'm just trying to help you. By smothering me? Is that your idea of helping somebody? <laughs> so, so what? Now now I'm smothering you. Ever since I started seeing the doctor, you've been following me around like my fucking shadow. Telling me when to take my meds, when to fill out my chart, when to go to sleep. I can't even have a glass of wine before bed because you've locked the wine cellar. I'm an adult, Andrew. I know how to take care of myself. Oh, just like you said you could take care of yourself while I was in Chicago. Do not even bring that up. Okay, we're lucky I didn't lose my job to come home early and make sure you were okay. Don't even act like you're the only one in this house with responsibilities. I was under three deadlines that week. I had scripts to finish. So you spent the whole week shopping, drinking, and doing coke. I got my work done. Okay, sure, but at what cost? What cost? You want to talk about cost? Okay, let's talk about cost. How about the cost that I pay now that I'm quote-unquote better? I have to waste all my time filling out these mood charts every day when I have a single thought. Time that I could be spent writing, time that I could be spending making money, and even if I did have time to work, it wouldn't matter. 
because the meds that you make me take have blocked any and all creative and artistic ability that I once had. And at the end of the day, when I'm so exhausted and all I want to do is unwind before bed with a glass of wine or two, I can't because you won't let me. I'm a hostage to you in my own home, imprisoned under the disguise of help. And this is not a life. I want my old life back. Look, I'm sorry if I made you feel like I was trapping you, but I was only going by what the doctor told us to do, okay? I won't apologize for that. I have to go. I'm late for my appointment with Dr. Kranz. Can we finish this conversation when I get Whatever. back? You seem agitated. Andrew and I had a fight. What about? About me. About my situation. Are you two having a hard time adjusting to your new lifestyle? Yeah. He's smothering me. Well, Kelly, mental illness is hard on everyone involved. Loved ones of those living with mental illness react in a number of ways. Going into a protective mode is a common reaction after a diagnosis. He's just worried about you. I know, but it's frustrating. My whole life has changed. Everything that's supposed to make me feel better feels like a chore. I know it's hard, but it's important to stay the course. Where are you going? I'm staying with some friends in Glendale for a few days. I, I thought you said we could finish talking. There's really nothing left to talk about. So, now you're leaving me? Or what? Stay with a wife who thinks I imprison her? I don't think so. Dick. 
September 8th, 2021. Dear Diary, the lights are burning too bright. The wheels of my mind won't stop spinning. I think someone cut the brake lines. Andrew won't return my calls, and I've emptied out the wine cellar. The chaos of my mind now matches the chaos of my rooms. Every other night I go down to the bar that's across the street from my house, and I get drunk and pick up a new guy to go home with. It's not just sex, I like the company. I'm just trying to quiet the noise in my head. When all else fails, I have my razor blades. you do to your arms? I was just I'm trying to make it quiet. Kel, you have cuts all up and down your arms. Did you do this to yourself? I can't remember. We need to get you to a hospital. Kelly, baby, Diane called. I, I came as soon as I heard baby. What, what happened? I'm not entirely sure. Things got a little out of hand. Baby, I was so scared that I was going to lose you. No, no, no. It wasn't anything like that. Kelly, I'm sorry. I I should have been there for you. Don't worry. You're here now. Friday, October 15th, 2021. Dear Diary, I had to go back to the hospital. The new medication I was given didn't work. The hospital is a terrible place. I'm on everyone else's time. I can't read. I can't write. The food is disgusting. Here's hoping the new meds work. Wednesday, February 2nd. 
22. Dear Diary, back in the hospital. <laughs> it truly is Groundhog's Day. None of the screenplays I wrote over the summer got picked up. I haven't sold a script in over a year. I've never gone this long without writing. I assumed the medication was the cause of my writer's block, so I stopped taking them. The creative burst I was hoping for never happened. I guess I've done it. I finally erased myself. Monday, January 9th, 2023. Dear Diary, it's been a while. This wasn't exactly how I hoped to spend my new year. I have now progressed in what is known as rapid cycling. Apparently, my manic and depressive cycles are happening too close together. I'm told that now I have delusions of grandeur. Not only was I telling the other patients and nurses that I was hired to write the new Wonder Woman script, I was cast in the leading role. I was only in the hospital as research. Poor Andrew. All that he has been doing over the last year and a half is work all day, come straight to the hospital to spend time with me, and then go home and crash. Only to do it over again the next day. I don't know how much longer he's willing to tolerate this. I can't stand the thought of being locked away here for months. I'm disappearing. I'm disappearing. Babe, you haven't said much all night. Is something wrong? No, I'm just, I'm just tired. I'm glad to be home with you. I, I am too. It's, it's just. Just what? It's just. You just been in the hospital so much lately. I just kind of gotten used to being at home by myself. It's strange to be sharing a roof with you again. Well, you know I'd love to be here with you if I could, right? No, I, I know. You know, I'm not blaming anyone. I just, I can't help but wonder, you know, now that you're home again, when the other shoe is going to drop, you know? I, I just, I feel like in a way, I've been lied to. Like, when I met you, you were this one person, and now you're like this completely different person. Oh, I don't want you to resent me. I would never resent you. I know that you being sick is not your fault. I, truly, I love you. You know, that's very simple to me, and that's what I want it to be. I just thought that after everything we've been through, we both deserve something simple. But somewhere along the way, somehow that wasn't enough. You know, things have just gotten so complicated. I just want to be confident that you're going to do what you have to to feel better. I want to get better. Believe me, I do. I don't want to keep doing this to you. Kelly, I believe you. But if you're feeling sick, you have to talk to me. You have to say something. You can't just disappear. How have things been going? Great.
great, actually. I'm finally sticking to my treatment plan. I'm feeling better all the time. And I can write again. Andrew has truly been my rock. Every morning and every night, he helps me fill out my mood charts. We exercise together. He set an alarm on my phone to remind me to take my medicines. I never thought we'd be in such a great place. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I know I've been less than a best friend lately. I'm not returning your calls. I shut you out about what's been happening to me. I'm so sorry. Gal, there's no need to apologize. It's not your fault when you get sick. I've been meaning to ask you, what's it like having a friend who lives with a mental illness? I mean, I worry about you. I care about you. I care about all my friends. The only big difference, I think, is just the constant fear that I'm going to lose you to suicide. And that worries me. But that also makes me really invested in your progress. Oh, Diane. I am so sorry to have put you through that. I finally accepted that I am sick. That this is something that I will have to live with for the rest of my life. I respect my illness now. And I'm honoring the commitment it takes to live with this illness. Dr. Paul Keck is a psychiatrist and CEO of the Lindner Center of Hope, an award-winning mental health treatment center in Cincinnati, Ohio. He is also a Lindner Family Professor of Psychiatry and Behavioral Neuroscience at the University of Cincinnati College of Medicine. We talked with Dr. Keck over the phone to discuss the topic of bipolar disorder. What is bipolar disorder? Bipolar disorder is a relatively common and often quite serious psychiatric illness characterized by periods of depression distinct from clinical depression in that people with bipolar disorder have periods of mania which can vary in degree of severity. Depression tends to be the predominant problem that people with bipolar disorder struggle with without treatment, but mania is often a medical emergency, often requires hospital admission. So it's those two aspects of this illness, the bipolar, meaning two different poles of mood states, mania and depression, and sometimes they occur together. What is the difference between bipolar 1 and bipolar 2? Bipolar 1 disorder is what used to be called manic depressive illness, Mm -hmm. characterized by really quite severe manic episodes. And manic episodes consists of racing thoughts, decreased need for sleep, delusional thoughts, beliefs that are really not based in reality, spending sprees, hypersexual behavior, a lot of psychomotor agitation, which really means that people are really, really agitated and it's hard for them to calm down. Mm -hmm. So that's a full-blown manic episode. Mm -hmm. Bipolar 2 disorder, Roman numeral 2, the difference is mainly that manic symptoms are not as severe, typically do not require hospital care, do not include complications of psychotic symptoms like hearing voices or having delusional thoughts and typically are shorter in duration compared with full-blown bipolar 1 disorder. Do we know which one is more prevalent, bipolar 1 or bipolar 2? It's often difficult to to diagnose bipolar 2 disorder because Mm -hmm. the predominant problem tends to be depression when people have bipolar 2 illness. And some of the milder manic symptoms that occur in bipolar 2 illness, they're not unpleasant. 
Do we know what causes bipolar disorder? It's one of the most heritable of all medical illnesses. It's a neurobiologic brain disease that people have a genetic risk for. Is there a typical age for onset of bipolar disorder? It can occur really pretty much across the age span, but the usual onset is between about age 16 and, and 24. So unfortunately, one of the critical times in life mm-hmm. when people are trying to advance a career, study, become proficient in, in some skill, and develop social relationships, mm-hmm. and you know, often finding a life partner. So the disruption of that period of time in somebody's life can be really devastating and have lingering effects for decades mm-hmm. without treatment. Is bipolar disorder more prevalent in males or females? It occurs with a one-to-one ratio in men and women. What is mania and some of the symptoms of mania? So manic symptoms include elevated, euphoric, or extremely irritable mood, coupled with decreased need for sleep, racing thoughts, feeling that someone is changing the channel on your brain's TV every second. Yeah. Um, So it's not a very pleasant feeling. Spending enormous amounts of money, engaging in sexual activities that they normally not, behaviors like that. What then is hypomania and some of the symptoms of of hypomania? Same symptoms of mania except less, uh, not Mm -hmm. as severe, and hypomania is not by definition characterized by people experiencing so-called psychotic symptoms. So, you know, no delusions, no hallucinations, things like that. What is uh, depression as it relates to bipolar disorder and some of the symptoms of depression for people with bipolar disorder? Depression, when it occurs in individuals with bipolar disorder, is really no different than depression as it occurs in what we call clinical depression or major depressive disorder. Mm -hmm. So on cross-section, they look identical often. And they consist of severely depressed mood, difficulty sleeping or sleeping too much, significant change in appetite, so that some people have an enormous increase in appetite, some people have a huge decrease in appetite, Mm -hmm. uh, difficulty concentrating, suicidal thoughts, often, unfortunately, plans and behaviors, Mm -hmm. really kind of a a general lethargy, decreased energy. It's almost some ways conceptualized as as sort of a hyper-hibernation state Mm -hmm. that people just slow down. How long do these episodes of mania, hypomania, depression typically last for? If you look in the pre- modern era of pharmacology and look at the average duration of a manic or a depressive episode, average duration of a manic episode, and again, varies widely between individuals, but was about four months. And Mm. for depressive episodes is about nine months. That's without treatment. What is a mixed episode? The one problem with the bipolar term is that although it's fairly accurate in depicting the illness as being characterized by manic versus depressive episodes, almost opposite mood states, Mm -hmm. they can occur together. People can have a combination of manic and depressive symptoms at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, for example, that experience might be being severely depressed, Mm -hmm. but being really agitated and having racing thoughts. Those would be some of the characteristic symptoms of a mixed episode. And one of the awful things about having a mixed episode is that they're associated with a a big risk of suicide Mm -hmm. because you get the worst features of both poles, if you will. So what is rapid cycling? People who have four or more manic or and or depressive episodes within 
a 12-month period, and they called that pattern rapid cycling. Rapid cycling still occurs. Mm -hmm. It's not a permanent state. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, with treatment, you can usually prevent that from continuing. Some things that make rapid cycling worse, including lack of recognition that somebody has bipolar disorder Mm -hmm. in treating them with antidepressants alone, Mm -hmm. which can cause rapid cycling. How do we diagnose bipolar disorder? By history, by observation, and by documenting course of illness. We do not yet have a blood test or a genetic marker, although there's an enormous amount of research going on in this area because, Mm -hmm. as I said earlier, we know this is a very heritable illness. As a symptom of bipolar disorder, you don't recognize that you have an illness. And that lack of insight you know, often manifests itself as, hey, I don't have a problem, but the rest of the world does. Unfortunately, only after people have had more than one episode that finally acknowledge that, that there's a real problem here. That's a real tragedy because it often prevents people from getting the help they need when they need it. When should someone seek treatment for their bipolar disorder? As soon as possible. Likelihood of a good outcome. It depends a lot on getting help early that correlates with a great successful outcome. What are some things loved ones should be looking for (laughs) if they suspect their loved one might be living with bipolar disorder? When somebody starts acting very differently than their normal behavior, That's one big warning sign. It's often difficult for people to know where to turn to. I would say family physician, a psychiatrist or a mental health facility would be two of the leading places where somebody could go for care. 50% of people with bipolar disorder have as their first mood episode, a period of depression. And so depression often is the original clinical presentation that people experience and suffer from and leads them to get help and treatment. What are the evidence-based treatments for bipolar disorder? Since 1994, there have been over a dozen new medicines with proven efficacy in the treatment short-term and long-term of bipolar illness in all phases, manic, depressive, and mixed states. They work differently from each other. Mm -hmm. And that's important because if somebody doesn't do well on medicine A, it doesn't mean they won't do well on medicine B, C, or D. What we don't yet have is the ability to say, oh, you should be on drug D versus drug A. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can't predict that. It's really sort of systematic, educated, but still trial and error. How important is it for someone to stick to a structured schedule in treating bipolar disorder? And what are some of the lifestyle changes that often need to happen for someone living with bipolar disorder? One is whatever medicine or medicines seem to be effective, take them religiously, no misses every day. Mm -hmm. Secondly, no drugs and minimal alcohol. And thirdly, a good night's sleep. One of the quickest ways people with bipolar disorder get sick again is sleep deprivation. That's how you can control this illness if you have it, by doing those three things. Mm -hmm. As soon as you stop doing one of those three things, the likelihood that you're going to get sick is very, very high. What are some myths that people believe to be true about bipolar disorder that actually are false? One is it's not something that you can control on your own and it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. Two, though, it's very treatable. One of the myths is, well, you know, you, oh my gosh, you've got this horrible mental illness. You know, you've got no future to, to look towards. There are books upon books about and by people with bipolar disorder who have been very, very successful. And the third myth is that this is an uncommon problem. 
So it occurs in one out of 100 people in our society. And that's pretty much true across the globe. The prevalence rate of this illness is about one in 100 people. That's very common. It's a common illness. It can be very severe, untreated, but it can be very well managed with treatment as long as it's somebody recognizes it and is willing to get help. If you think you or a family member or a friend might have the symptoms of bipolar disorder, please encourage them or yourself to go get help. There's so many good reasons to be hopeful about the outcome. Heavy Head, Season 1, Episode 4, I Appear Missing, is written and produced by Tanner Hines, with additional dialogue written by Mike Frank and Kelly Horan. Kelly Austin, voiced by Kelly Collette. Andrew Austin, voiced by Mike Frank. Diane, voiced by Kelly Horan. Answering Machine, voiced by Tanner Hines. Dr. Krantz, voiced by Zach Wyckoff. Thank you to Dr. Paul Keck for taking the time to talk with us. If you live in the Cincinnati area and want to learn more about the Lindner Center of Hope, please visit lindnercenterofhope.org or call 513-536-4673. Original music by Real Blue Heartache Kids. The music is available online wherever you buy or listen to music. If you or a loved one is experiencing a psychiatric emergency and live in the United States, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 for free and confidential support 24-7-365. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using the handle at heavyheadpod. Subscribe to our official YouTube channel, Heavy Head Podcast. You can email us at heavyheadpod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. If you enjoyed the show, please share us with a friend or relative. You can support the show by making a monthly monetary pledge when you join our Patreon page at patreon.com slash heavyheadpodcast and get access to exclusive content. You can also support the show by making a one-time monetary donation to paypal.me slash tannerhines1. That's paypal.me slash t-a-n-n-e-r-h-i-n-d-s the number one on PayPal, or at T-Hines-1. That's at T-H-I-N-D-S dash the number one on Venmo. Lastly, merch is available at heavyhead.bigcartel.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you again next month. Until then, take care of yourself.